You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting Station. Hi, spots and cheap pops, and happy new year! We made it to 2022, and I am so blessed. I feel so grateful to have all you listening to us and watching us here on YouTube. Let's check us out on Spotify. Silicon Steve Alley wants to remind you guys, hey, hit the subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button. Please help us grow this. We are going to help make this wrestling business a much more fun place. We're going to be bringing some comedy. The official launch is January 21st. Website, news, podcast, YouTube, everything. We're going to have special editorials. We're going to have interviews, the indie interviews, as I'm going to call them. It's going to be some great stuff we're going to be putting out. But we don't want to bury the lead. Tony Khan, Big Swole, is the lead that has exploded it throughout the new year was Tony Khan and Big Swole, their Twitter beef. Actually, it's more of a Twitter beef. It's much more than that. It became a Twitter beef. And the internet and the Twitter ask response is ridiculous. So I didn't actually read the actual Big Swole's comments. So I wanted to not go deep into it on my Twitter. So I wanted to read what Big Swole actually said. And I figured I would do it on the podcast, get my legitimate organic reaction. Uh, this was on her, our, she did it on her call-in show. And on her call-in show, she had explained how she was leaving AEW. Her and Kenny had a discussion where they mutually, mutually decided to part ways. And she said it was a very good conversation. She was grateful for Kenny that they were able to end it on a good note. And then she explained to, to TK when they finally spoke about it. And she said, I explained to TK that I didn't want to resign because my peace was being disrupted. And if anybody knows me or knows myself, yeah, she likes peace. I'm sure you do. So we all do. So nothing big here. She's just saying that she needs to be at, at, at peace with herself to, to be at a position in a job. Kudos to her. Love her for it. When And when Kenny said that it was going to be a mutual thing, even though, let's be honest, AEW is not resigning. She can call it mutual all she wants. That's like when I got dumped back in 2010, and I was like, well, it was mutual. I made it mutual, but, right? Anyways, back to what she said. Kenny said that it was the, the circle was coming to an end because Kenny and I would bump heads sometimes throughout my time in AEW. To end it on that note felt good. It felt wonderful to end it at a place where we didn't see eye to eye, but we were there. And then she gave her exit interview to Tony, and then this is where problems. My heart just stopped being in it as, as the reason why I left AEW. I felt like there were a lot of things, and I told them in my exit interview that there are a lot of things that need to change. I know fans of the company don't take criticism well sometimes, certain ones, which, by the way, 100% accurate. I Because I've been critical, and people have called me a WWE homer, and if anyone listens to the show knows I'm far from it. Uh, but she goes, I know fans don't like to take criticism so well to the company. She goes on to say, nah, know this. This is somebody from the inside. The structure is a little off. It's fine to be, be loose, but I like to have a little bit more structure. I, like, I felt like the women shouldn't have gone through everything they went through just to get on TV or get time. You're signed to this big company. You should get time. All these men are getting time, but the women weren't getting anything. Or you're not putting people on TV because more people are coming in. Okay, there are more people coming in, but you don't have enough product for all these people. Now, you, well, all right, so we have to go through this. The women's division as a whole was pretty much a disaster until Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker had their lights out. And then the game changed. And the women's division has been very good since then. So Big Swole's bitching about stuff that has already been fixed in terms of women getting on TV. Let's be honest. Let's, let's be real honest, folks. 
if this happened a year ago, a year and a half ago, her complaint about women would be completely valid and I would agree with it. But the reality is she just wasn't one of the women who were getting TV time because they didn't have any faith in her that she was going to get eyes on the product. That's the reality here, Big Swole. And I think that's part of her ego right here, screeching out, I have to admit. Because the women's division, I mean, look, you want to say it's one of the best ones or what have you. The bottom line, it is 20-fold better than what we were at a year ago. Period. So her complaints about women Early on, the first couple of years, 100%. But I think that that problem has been fixed. So she's still hanging on because she wasn't one of the women who were getting the shots anymore. Let's be honest, Big Swole. You're not getting signed by WWE because they don't like women over 25. And you're not getting signed by AEW now. You are no longer going to be in one of the big companies. So you're going to have to go back to the Indies and work a lot harder and go back to where you started. And it's not exactly a comfortable situation for you. But you got your piece, so you should be happy. But this is definitely part of an ego. Look, if you're a performer, you got an ego. So the complaint about the women, fair up until about a year, maybe eight months ago. So that that beef is gone. But anyway, going back, because she's complaining about people that are coming in and getting TV time. Are we not supposed to put CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Ruby Soho on television, Big Swole, because you want time? Are you supposed to take time away from Brian Danielson or CM Punk, Big Swole, or even Ruby Soho? And if you want to say, oh, they're all white, you want, all right, how about you talking about the men? You want to take time away from Dante Martin, who's on TV every single week, mystifying people, Will Hobbs? This isn't about women not getting time. It's about you not getting time. But anyways, not, um, anyways, going back. Okay, there are more people coming in, but you don't have enough product for all these people. So that, now you have all these people sitting around having two or three minute matches on dark doesn't keep me happy. Shoveling more money doesn't keep a person happy. We've seen it time and time again, especially in a place where there's not enough space. There's no writers in a sense. Not everyone is comfortable writing their own things. Closed mouths don't get fed. So she was, it wasn't going to be as easy as she thought it was. When she first got signed, she was a very big fish in a small pond. She beat Britt Baker in a feud. She was given an opportunity. She didn't move the needle. I, these are facts, folks. Reality. And she's complaining about not having writers for her. She's complaining about how if you don't speak up, you don't get on TV. That's the wrestling business. What are we complaining about here? All right. That's where I'm at so far. Not everyone is comfortable writing their own things. Well, yeah. Well, then, they, that, then you know where they need to go? They need to go to a wrestling company who writes their own things. There's a company that does that for you. They're not going to hire you because you're too old, unfortunately. They might bring you in for a spot here and there, but WWE ain't going to be calling you for a big contract, and we know that. So you want writers, that's where you got to go. If you're not good at writing your own material, Big Swole, that is definitely a problem in AEW. We've seen it time and time again. You need good material. You need to bring something to the table. That's what people were begging for in WWE for years. They couldn't get anything. You're complaining about the exact opposite. So just go to WWE, but they won't hire you. So now you're pissed off and scared. All right. So that was one of the biggest issues that she said. She said that basically if you're not good at writing your own stuff and you're not comfortable in your own skin or you're not comfortable at opening your mouth, you're not going to get on TV. That is the fucking wrestling business though, folks. Jesus. All right, now, let's keep on going. Outside of their biggest issue, which is diversity, I do not beat around the bush when it comes to diversity in my people. 
There is no representation, truly. And when there is, it does not come across in the black community as genuine at all. I don't know why everybody is so afraid to accept or say it, but it's not a good look. What happens is you have this wonderful company that treats people like family, but there's nobody that looks like me that is represented at the top and in the room with them. They're not helping necessarily influence decisions. But to explain why certain slang and certain words shouldn't be said, there is no one else who can explain our culture and experience and experience except for us. I knew something was up when my daughter, who loves watching wrestling, she would watch AEW all the time and suddenly watch WWE. She's not a big fan unless dad, who is Cedric Alexandra, was on TV, which stopped happening after they botched the hurt business. She would say, Mommy, there's nobody that looks like me on AEW. There's nobody that looks like daddy. Then she started watching WWE because she saw Bianca. She saw herself represented. She, she, and if that wasn't a click, you are absolutely right. I don't have an explanation. It's 2021. Why are people saying it'll take three years for AEW to have a black champ? This is a scripted sport. It should not take that long if you have been watching WWE for 50 plus years and you know what not to do. All right. A lot to unpack in this. And I understand where she's coming from completely. However, this is what I, I'm not sure what she wants. Did she want to say, hey, I'm black and I'm proud black and she is uh, a, such a great supporter and a beautiful woman is so much for the injustices and, and the bullshit that goes on in this world. So I respect Swole for that. However, yes, it is scripted, but you can't just willy-nilly throw somebody in there who's not ready. That's what WWE does. And that's why we had The Miz at a WrestleMania main event. That's why we have Baron Corbin on TV every week. That's why there was boring chance at a WrestleMania main event not more than four or five years ago. You can't push something that's not organic. It has to come organic. You can't take people who are complete unknown to just throw a title on them. The AEW fans and the professional wrestling fans, which many are black, by the way, have, that I've seen in my tweets, including BMAC, I give him a shout out all the time, you can't force it. Will Hobbs isn't ready for the world championship. He will be one day. Dante Martin is this close. In fact, because of this big swole, Dante Martin is probably going to be the guy who beats Cody now. Seriously. Or he'll have the team. Dante Martin will be a TNT champion. Or at the very least, he and his brother, when his brother comes back, will be tag team champions. There's going to be a black champion soon because of this. So to give swole credit, this is going to do something a little bit. However, and she, see, this isn't as biting. So people are freaking out on her for calling Tony Khan a racist. She never said that. She just said she wants more headliners in the black community. And this is what I say to that. It's going to happen. And yeah, you do have to wait. In this company, you do have to wait before somebody is organically ready. It's just that simple. This is not the WWE. And I look, by the way, she threw some shade at WWE too. Because we know how much of a disaster their, their company has. They finally have started to get the race thing right, if you want to call it that. And it's 2021. They've been in business for a while. A black man has never walked out of a WrestleMania main event a winner, except for Mr. T and Lawrence Taylor. And by the way, The Rock headlined that motherfucker three times. Rock never went over as the main event. Look it up. Look it up. Oh, but when he beat Stone Cold, it was really the main event. The main event is the last one that goes up. Okay? A black man has never held that championship high 
That's ever Nevin. A black man has never held that championship high and proud as the last thing you see at a WrestleMania event. Never. Never once. Never happened. And they haven't had the talent. They have had people that organically have had the talent. The Rock even. The Rock didn't go over on WrestleMania 2000. At the time, I didn't understand why. Because, by the way, he won the title a month later at Backlash. There was no reason The Rock shouldn't have won in 2000. Go back and look at it. So, I like her for calling out WWE. But keep that in mind, folks. A black man has never held that the, the, the top championship at the last, the last thing you're seeing at a WrestleMania. Never. Never. Well, Roman's person of color. All right, well, if we're doing person of color, that's not what she's talking about. We're talking about black. So, so I'll say this about Swole's comments, and then we're going to get in what Tony said. Swole needs to be a little bit more patient with this company. I don't know what she was, was expecting with this company. I really don't. I have no idea what Big Swole was expecting. But you have to get over organically. A lot of people are. Lee Moriarty is going to be big. Dante Martin. I mean, Dante Martin and Lee Moriarty are going to be fighting for the AEW championship in the next five years. They're both in their early 20s, Big Swole. Calm the fuck down. Unfortunately, Big Swole has a lot of reasons to look for racism because racism is, exists. It's real. It happens every fucking day still. The justice system. We know. Look, I and I, and I hope our standards and practices doesn't let me go in here. But she has a lot of reasons to be pissed off about the way black people have been treated in this country for the last several hundred years. But I think in this instance, she has to look at it for what it really is. And it's Tony Khan slowly maturing all these stars to blossom into that. And we are going to have, a, I mean, the crop of young black talent in AEW is monstrous. They're going to have a lot of black champions. So to her, I would say just be a little patient. I think, again, though, I will say this. I think this is partly motivated because Big Swole wasn't, isn't going to be one of those black champions. And she's older. And she doesn't know where she's going to go now. She ain't got to worry about money, but it's a, it's a blow to your ego when a company tells you they don't want to resign. She can call it mutual all she wants. Come on. So... That was what she said. Nothing crazy. I don't think I don't think she said anything that deserved the attacks that she's getting. I think she's bitter, pissed off, and angry. And I think she wants to see AEW represented the way WWE is represented now with black champions on top, guys like Biggie and Bobby Lashley and Bianca Belair and even Sasha Banks. That's what she's saying. She wants to get there. But the stars need to be there, and they can't just come out of fucking thin air. So for her, I would say be patient. I would say go heal. I would say I hear you and I respect you. But I think you're off here a little bit, and I think you need to be a little bit patient. Let me know in a couple of years when, if you still feel the same way, because I'm sure you, you shouldn't feel the same way about the women's division now. And by the way, Jade Cargill is going to be your next TBS world champion. And if she wasn't going to be, you're damn sure she's be, she's going over on Ruby Soho now. No doubt. I think she already was. But and that's the funny part. It's just this weird timing where she's saying that black women are never at the top. And it's right before Jade Cargill's about to win the champ, the TBS championship. So it's really weird. And by the way, 
You want to talk about a black a black bitch? And she's like, say that bitch? Jay Cargill, ask her what she thinks about how AEW is, okay? So you got to make sure your perspectives are there. That's not to say AEW doesn't need a little bit of help with getting more diversity at the top of the card, but I think we have to we have to make sure the stars are ready. Dante Martin, as great as he is, he needs some work. Will Hobbs, as good as he is. See, I don't know how he is on the mic. Every time I see him, he cuts a good promo. But Will Hobbs needs some work. You know, private party, they need some work. Red Velvet needs a little bit of work. Jane Cargill, she needs a little bit of work, but she's already at the top of the card. So I think she's off base here, but I understand where she's coming from. She's hurt. She's hurt because of what our country has been, what WWE has been. She even mentioned how they screwed over Cedric Alexander. And she's hurt because she's no longer viable for either two big companies. And that's where I think a lot of this is coming from. I hate to say it, but I hear where she's coming from. And I don't, I think anyone bashing big swole after this is after reading it. And if you actually read it, you need to calm down. That wasn't what made the news though, folks. The internet exploded with Tony Khan racist. In, in fact, Tony Khan racist is trending on Twitter the last 24 hours. And he's like, oh yeah, well, that's bullshit. I'm not fucking racist. And he's not racist. That's an idiotic comment for anyone to make. And Big Swole didn't call her a racist. This is all propagated by the internet wrestling community. The, the cancerous, toxic pieces of shit that run their mouths all over this app on YouTube and Twitter and all over the place. This is blown out of proportion. So Tony Khan, just like the internet wrestling community, just like a mark, which he is, which he knows, he's a billionaire mark. We know that about him. And he's a great fucking wrestling producer, too, by the way. I love Tony Khan. He sees this and he reacts to Twitter. He's pissed off. He's hulked up now because people are calling him a racist. He retweets the Fightful Select story about Big Soul. So he says, so after he says, top two AEW execs are all brown. Me and Mega, Jade, Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, and Marcus Quinn all won on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Hashtag AEW Rampage Street Fight Tonight. So the reaction to Swole, and by the way, there's also a reaction to Swole that people are, are just destroying her and killing her. That's not right either. So what did Tony Khan say? He simply said, "I." the big thing is, I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Completely unnecessary and shitty comment that Tony should regret. Because it's not who he is. Or at least it's not who he's tried to be. Now the cynic is going to tell you, the, cynic, the cynical wrestling fan is going to tell you that's probably who he always has been. A, a little, little emotional on the keyboards. And, you know, I just think it was a really stupid comment by Tony. I don't think it's the end of the world. I mean, he he felt, he said, I felt her wrestling. with. He obviously didn't like her wrestling. That's what this comes down to. And she's getting a little chatty, doing the closest thing to burying AEW that anyone has ever done. And Tony Khan said, you know what? I just didn't, didn't think she, you know, I just didn't think she was that good of a wrestler to begin with. And now he's a racist. And the internet has exploded on Tony Khan, and it is divided. And the question is, did either one of them really say anything that was that fucked up? Tony Khan is in the wrong 
much more than swole. I said it. No one will believe that I just said that. And the reason is because is I have empathy of where she's coming from. She's scared. She's hurt. She's upset. She's no longer a viable professional wrestling in either big company. That's hard. You got to go back to this. You got to go back to TNA or you got to go. So are you got to bust your ass on the Indies if you're going to stay in this business? And that's a hard, scary change. And she admitted that she was scared and that it was hard. But at the end of the day, AEW was not going to re-sign her. She was pissed off about it. I mean, as we said, she bitched about the women's division. That complaint was valid up until about eight months ago. So Big Swole, the good thing is here, that everything that Big Swole wants to happen is going to happen. AEW is going to have black champions as far as the eye can see. And it's not going to take 50 years. Or even 20 years or 30 years. Until a black man is holding the most important championship up on a pay-per-view, walking on their biggest pay-per-view, walking away. That's going to happen a lot quicker than 50 years. Could still ain't happen in WWE, which she mentioned. So that's my take on it. Tony, stupid, unnecessary comment. Not part of your brand or who you're trying to be. Be better. You always have been. I still love you and love what you're doing. I didn't really think Soul was that great either. Sorry. I like Jade Cargill, though, before everyone calls me a fucking racist. Jesus Christ. That's the problem. If you criticize it, are we in a spot now where if you criticize a black athlete, you're a racist? I'm just curious. That's the question. We have to call racism out where it is. We have to push for diversity as much as possible, 100%. But, unfortunately, AEW is a stake, and you can't microwave that shit. But when that stake is good, you're going to have Dante Martin and Lee Moriarty at the top of the card having one of the greatest matches ever for the AEW championship. All right. We're going to go on to quick AEW Rampage notes. Okay match. Cody Rhodes retains the, the TNT championship. Against all ego, Ethan Page. Crowd was 50-50 with Cody. So Dan Lambert did do his job for the most part. But we have to talk. The big thing about this night, if anyone saw it, which flies again, the, the two things we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about Jade Cargo winning the TBS championship next week. And now we're going to talk about the street fight that happened last night between Tay Conte and Anna Jay against Penelope Ford and the Bunny. Wow. It was a match of the year candidate. If you didn't see this match, Go back and watch Rampage. This street fight between these two women was amazing. Every, all four of these ladies got elevated going in after coming out of it. All four of them became stars. This match made all four of them if they weren't made already. If not that, Sammy Guevara also announced with Tay Conti that they are actually dating. So everyone that said that they weren't dating, fools, I give a fuck. Anyways, so, but I'm not going to go into details because it just came out, but the absolutely brilliant, bloody, violent, good spots, women busting their asses, putting their lives, put, literally putting their lives on the line in this match. Nothing but amazing stuff. So, I mean, honestly, so I give nothing, my hat is off, and I'm not going to give you the spoiler either, so go back and watch it, because it just happened last night. But go, it was absolutely brilliant. All four women Worked so very hard, and I'm so proud of them. And this women's division is cooking on all cylinders right now. 
And yes, it's better that big. And yes, it's better, even though Big Swole's not on. Now let's go to our day one picks. It's gonna be me and Vadi Dottie. We like the party. Vladdy Dottie, and we're going to go through the day one card right now. Check it out. But first, this message. Hey, everybody. If you are struggling with... Hey, everybody. If you are struggling with addiction recovery, please check out G-Dad's Morning Motivations. G-Dad takes an intricate and unique look at fighting addiction and making it easier and a little bit less stressful to understand going about possibly the battle for your life. So check out G-Dad's Motivational Mornings on Spotify. We are back, and let's go to the picks between the Impaler and myself, Silicon Sea Valley. With that, Vladi Dottie, how are you feeling tonight? And how was your Christmas vacation? Uh, it was a thing of beauty, actually. Uh we went to uh, Vail, Colorado, and of course, borrowed your place. And thank you again for letting us uh, and the family take it there. And it was a wonderful time. Uh, we uh, definitely rubbed elbows with the uh, high and mighty, and uh, it was a thing of beauty. So once again, thank you from the bottom of our hearts to yours. Vail is beautiful this time of year. It really is. It really is. Oh, my God. So white and wintry. That was just so typically my Christmas Eve because uh, I don't have my daughter with me. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, we, uh, so, but getting back to wrestling, man, it's a, uh, it's a real interesting time here where we are about to go and make picks on events that we're not even following. We're basically just shooting from the hip here, folks. Absolutely. Well, as you may know, the very first pay-per-view of the entire year of any wrestling company is going to be day one. And WWE has a lot. It's actually a very stacked pay-per-view. It really, really is. And we do kind of poo on WWE sometimes, but that's because we call it down the middle. I always tell us, anyone that calls us AEW homers, go back and listen to last spring and what I was saying and what, what Vladdy Dottie was saying about AEW. We call it down the middle there. But this is a really stacked, stacked card, at least the top of the card. Uh, we got, of yes. course, we got Roman and, and Lesnar. We got a, a great four-way if everyone's healthy. I don't know what's going on with that. I think half of them have COVID. But the ta- it's great, great tag team matches on both sides. Edge and Miz, Drew McIntyre. Gets, oh, well, there's that then. Never mind. There you go. Well, <laughs> there's the dumpster fire right there. Well... I literally was like, this is such a good card. And then Drew McIntyre, Madcap Moss, our first match of the evening. I mean, come on. Come on now. I'll pick Drew McIntyre. What do you got, Lottie Dottie? We're tied right now. So this is. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a clean slate right here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre as well. And, and you know what? Like, <laughs> again, the fact that we got to deal with happy Corbin and madcap Moss on a pay-per-view. Well, actually I don't, I still have yet to go and commit to the Peacock uh, streaming service. So uh, I'm not watching it. And uh, it's been a while since I've actually gone and involved myself with any sort of pay-per-view from WWE and they have not hooked me in yet. And this one's not doing it either. You gave me madcap Moss. I refuse. Fuck you, madcap Moss. He's he is reason. a madcap. 
Yamatana, you mad cat. Well, yeah, that's a throwaway match. I don't even know. I guess it's... Do you think there's any way that he puts over Madcap Moss? Because this kid hasn't gotten a big win yet. Of, of course, if, so. Baron, if Happy Corbin if Happy Corbin goes and helps him, and then all of a sudden that's how they're going to get heat at the expense of Drew McIntyre. Yeah, that, that's within their range. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen because I think they are setting up Drew to get a championship title shot. Um, I think again, I think it's until I see differently. I think even though it might change, but. I still have a feeling Drew McIntyre is going to be fighting for a championship, but looks like the, that plan might have changed. He might be going after it at the Royal Rumble. So I think Drew does pull this one off. Then we got CM Edge versus M-I-Z. Edge versus Miz with really us have not been into this at all. The Miz is whatever, but I think the Miz wins this one by I think the Miz is going to get the That's win who? over Edge. That's who I'm picking. God damn it! Because yeah, and I, you just, it's totally going to be Maurice. Maurice is going to help him win. And the reason I say this, they are so leaning to have Maurice. Uh, am I mispronouncing her name? It's Maurice, right? Yeah. Maurice and and the Miz. To my, I can almost see this in the distance. Maurice and the Miz. Versus Edge and Beth Phoenix at WrestleMania. Boom. Boom. They love those mixed tag matches, don't they? Jeez they love them. They love them. And you're going to get that Saturday night. That's going to be an attraction. Along with whoever's the champ at Raw. Edge rocking that mid-card just like I thought he was going to. Good job. Second match of the night. Good job, Edge. Just like I told you, buddy. Welcome to the mid-card. You got mid-card news with you. You did it, you sports entertainer, you. We go on to the Raw Tag Team Championship, which I'm actually interested in. RK Bro and the Street Profits should be a fantastic match. Great personalities, great wrestlers. I don't know. Who do you got? I'm going to go with Street Profits. I think RK Bro keeps it. I think we're going to have a different guy. Um, Just because I really think they're vibing really, really well right now. or it might get thrown out, one or the other. But I, I, but then again, they've had the titles. What's it, SummerSlam? You know, they usually ah, it's a little long for a tag title reign. We don't want we don't want this division to get serious. We got to make all those titles. So <laughs> I can see why you're. Why? Yeah. What's your th- what's your thinking on the street pilots? Uh It's more that I think they're going to go and start breaking up RK Bros. And the reason I'm saying this is I I could see. I think the next pay-per-view is Royal Rumble, right? <coughs> and yes. and I can see either one of those guys uh, throwing out the other during that, and then those two guys are going to wrestle WrestleMania. And I could see I could see Orton putting him over. I definitely think they're wrestling at WrestleMania. Do they do the breakup that yeah. quickly? Because that's a, a little bit of a long time. But I guess they could. I don't. You know. Again, it's trying to figure out how they book is really hard. It's kind of it's yeah. just random and weird. Um, I think though no I'm going to say RK bro I think I might be wrong but I think they really are hitting it off right now their segments have been hilarious I don't think they're going to break them up or start to break up that quickly but I think they will do it eventually obviously and you know Randy's going to be a viper and he's going to be scary and he's going to kick people in the head again it's going to be cool 
But this has been some good. Honestly, they're the only thing that's been consistently good on Raw for six months. So. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yep. Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan. Does Liv get the victory here? A lot of people are saying that it's her time. She's got the crowd on her side. Does big time Bex drop the title here at day one? You going first or you want me to go? I did the first two, but they were the easy ones. So I understand why you would not want to go first in this instance. I think this could go bad for me and I'm scared. Well, this is the thing. You got Becky Lynch. She's still big-time Bex. The reason you think Liv Morgan will win is because she's had, like, four title shots last month, hasn't she? Or two? And with that being said, it just seems like I don't think day one is the, is the pay-per-view where she'll get the title. I think Becky would lose the title at a bigger event. So I think Becky beats her one more time, and then the next time they fight. Liv will get the championship. So I'm I'm taking big time Bex here. Becky's my my choice as well. Damn it. All right. I might have to change my street my street profits now because I don't know where our titles change hand otherwise. We'll see though. This is this is actually a really hard pay-per-view to pick. It really is. I gotta give WWE some credit here. Last time I think we got them all right. I think we were seven and one, both of us. Yeah, yeah. Or or eight no or something like that. Uh, Usos and the New Day. We have the Bloodline versus the the New Day. The Usos still the champions. Do they lose the championships here? They just lost a match recently. I don't think. I don't think the Usos win that. But does it matter? Do you want me to choose? Yeah, you go first on this one. Does it matter this one though? I mean, there's no other tag teams on on SmackDown. These are the only two. I'm going to go with a new day on this one. It's not a new day, though. It's an old day. This has been the same day for six years now. It's the same day match. I'm playing. I'm kidding. Yeah, I think the new day wins that, too. I'm with you. I'll take that one. All right. Now. We'll save Brock for last. We go to the WWE Championship for the Raw Championship, obviously. WWE Championship, Big E, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley, if for all are available. We do know Seth Rollins did come down with COVID-19. I'm sorry. Do we know what kind of COVID he had? Eh. Seth Rollins had COVID. So, provided that he's going to be there, which he should be. He's going to be there. Now, this one's an interesting one. I don't think there's any way Big E walks out champion, though. I will say that. My two guys possibly are Seth and Bobby. I think it's going to be Bobby. I don't know. They can have Bobby Lashley lose and not look like a bitch, though. This is can a we wait a minute? You know what? Hey. Before we get into this, can we talk about what the hell's going on here? So, Bobby Lashley, is he a baby face now? And Kevin Owens is a heel, right? Um, yeah, you could uh, allude to that, I guess. Well, then why did the 
members of the Hurt Business come out and attack Kevin Owens, and he fought them both off like he was a babyface. Can anyone explain that to me? He's probably splitting from MVP, then. I don't know. Lashley was there. So, um, I don't know. So, this one we got. Does Seth Rollins pull it off? I really think Seth might be the guy here. But I think you're waiting for Big. I think Biggie and, and Lashley will be at Royal Rumble. So that being said, I think Biggie actually does win this one. I'm going to take Biggie. Biggie's my choice too, man. Yeah. All right. It's yeah. so up to you, RP, yeah, bro. Say, I, yeah, I don't think it's. Yeah, I don't think um, it's it's time to take it off him just yet. I think they want to give him a little bit more of a run and. Uh, that many people like I'm, I'm assuming Owens is going to do the job there. Yeah, making that 2.5 million dollars a year or whatever he's making now, damn right he's going to do the job. Yeah. He'll do whatever job they tell him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but he'll yeah. take some BBC so in that particular match if you know what I'm talking about. Probably edit that one out. Not referring to Rollins. He's pedestrian. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, 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 I'm with you 100%. I think they're gonna have Biggie and Lashley. I was actually gonna pick possibly Rollins, but I'm thinking the main event for Royal Rumble for Raw is gonna be Biggie and Lashley, and that's what I see. I think we see Lashley win. One of them go. Biggie's gonna fight Goldberg. Lashley's gonna fight uh, possibly Lesnar. But we gotta talk about this because is Lesnar and Roman going all the way to WrestleMania? That'd be ballsy after they had boring chance their last time they made events. That'd be real ballsy if they do another main event. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think they're going to go against each other. I think Brock's going to go to fight somebody at Raw. Yeah, Lashley. So I think it's going to be Lashley Lesnar over there. Also, Goldberg and Biggie. Great. And then you're going to have Roman no. and Pop. I, I can see there's two two names for, for Roman, but I think it's either going to be Drew McIntyre, yeah. or it's going to be, uh, or it could be Goldberg. They are not putting Bill Goldberg with Roman Reigns. You out your mind. They, they didn't have their match. It's another person to feed, to feed them. Yes, but however, they're not going to touch that. They're, they have something going really good on there. But also, if you do not know this or not, this might be one of the reasons why I said this. It definitely is. Uh, Biggie has mentioned that he does want to face Goldberg and WrestleMania right? in social media and in interviews. Yeah, yeah, sent it to Oh, so I mean, I don't know why Biggie would say that. You think Roman's gonna? Are you? I mean, are you suggesting Roman is gonna face Goldberg at WrestleMania? Are you saying that right now, Body? Because I'm gonna hold you to this. I think he's. I think he's the number two choice. That's possible, but I think he's a distant two. Like I, I think. I think it's I, more likely. I think it's more likely to see Roman. Goldberg, then you'd see Big E against Goldberg. Even if the Big E mentioned him specifically. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he's just like he's just you know like reaching for stars. Wait a minute, you don't you don't wait time out. You don't think that that Goldberg those Goldberg mentions weren't done intentionally? Because they've done that with Goldberg before. They did it with with Lesnar. That's how the whole thing started. I mean, honestly, you know, we're just. What's going to happen to myself? So. Yeah, so I, I just, I, maybe I just don't ever want to see it. 
different things from other things. And that would just be maybe down the road. I don't think it will be summer. I don't think it'll be WrestleMania. I think they definitely is something defeated. You're exactly right. I just don't think we can. You know, because they got it. I can see. I can see them. There's like, dude. There's one pay per view. Like I was looking at the like what, and the pay per views that are coming up. Yeah. And I think there's one in between. Um, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, and it's like TBA and locations TBA. And I'm like, you know what? I could totally see them going to Saudi Arabia real quick, right before WrestleMania. There you go. That's where you have Goldberg and Roman right there. Right there. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that could be an area. Dude, I, they, they are definitely one. Don't retouch that feud that was supposed to happen. Oh no, you're 100 percent happy, Lottie. I am not doubting that at all. I 100% agree with you. I just don't think it'll be Mania. That's exactly what would probably happen. And if it's not going to be in September or February, they might do it in April like they usually do. They do one in April, I think, and one in October. Is that typically how, how that works? Something um, like that. Something like sounds that. right. They did one in summertime, though. That was when they did one in July. And they do one in July, too. Ooh, gross. Completely. Yeah, they do one in July. That was because it was so hot there. That's when Goldberg almost killed the Undertaker. All right, so we go off. So we both go with Biggie, and we think Biggie Lashley at Royal Rumble, and then we'll see. But I do believe Biggie will be facing Goldberg. I think that was done intentionally by their media, and they knew what they were doing. Um, the big one, Paul Heyman, less than two weeks ago, super punched in the face and fired by Roman Reigns because. Paul Heyman was honest. Paul Heyman follows that up with, give me your thoughts on that promo and that interview that was given by Paul Heyman. Uh, it's one of the best pieces of acting I've seen in all of professional wrestling in terms of production, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, with it being on WWE. But Heyman was just a, a master at his craft during that whole interview, just unshaved, totally unkempt like just looked like he was he hadn't slept in like four or five days you know just not healthy looking stressed and then just contemplating life and maybe his career is over yeah a little and i just, just love that so little detail like, well when he grabs the water right yeah 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 so yeah, it just uh, it was a it was a thing to, it's a thing to marvel at. Like if you were a, a fan of the craft of acting, that is probably something you should maybe take take a moment and check out. Like it is so damn good. Yeah, the details were amazing, and also the story he was telling was amazing. He said, "I was I yeah. was true to my tribal chief. That's what I wanted to do." And it's yeah. funny because he it's so really his acting is brilliant because he actually has so many similar manners when he's just cutting a regular interview. Like, what? that's how I do it. I just, yeah. Like, he just this honesty. It sounds really honest. Sounds honest. I look, I actually tweeted, called him the goat after that. I think that just the dynamics, what he brought to the table, I all due respect to Bobby the Brain Heenan, everything he brings to the table as an advocate or as a tribal, as a uh, special counsel, or as a manager or whatever the heck he is, he's just multifaceted. He does everything so right. Comedy, drama, yeah. epic, damn promos when it needs Hourly. to be. 
cowardly. He puts people over in the best way he can when he needs to. He has fun. Yeah. He's a mensch. Good guy. Yeah. He's great. And he's the GOAT. He's great. And to, and to me, I don't know what his contract status is, but if I'm Tony Khan, that's the one who I am like, <laughs> looking to go and have join my my television programs and my wrestling company. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? I don't know what his contract status is, but that'd be very interesting to see. Because, I mean, look, the, bottom line, Paul Heyman still loves professional wrestling. Sure, he loves sports entertainment. This is the world of sports entertainment. This is what we do. But he loves professional wrestling at its core. And, hey, look, he didn't work out on Raw because he didn't want to put out the shit that they were consistently putting out. He didn't want to do it anymore. So he knows yeah. what's up. He knows what's up. And he's creating yeah, the no, best no. thing. And let's be honest, this is the last thing. What if Paul Heyman wasn't with Roman Reigns to this whole ride? Is Roman Reigns the same? Is his presentation? Is anything the same? Oh, it, to- it is. It's, it's He would be better, but this would be nowhere near as good. It's my comment to that. 100%. I think Paul Heyman is part and parcel of this whole entire package, at least to get that going. Uh, Was, man. You know, but uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. So let's get down Love to that. it. Is first of all, is Paul Heyman yep. going to be at day one? Oh, definitely. He's going to come out there looking like shit, and <laughs> he's going to be like looking like he just got thrown out of a taxi and didn't have enough money to pay for. It. He's going to look like what Happy Corbin looked like about four months ago, <laughs> and and he's going to show up there, and I I might. My feeling, my instinct is that he's going to go and play like he's going to help Brock, going to gain like Brock's like um, trust, and Brock's going to let his guard down for for a second. And I could see Heyman helping Roman to go help help him win to just obviously help him this time though. Little low blow action then. I mean, probably that would be it. Yeah. Always got to be with a low blow. Yeah. They so beat Brock. Everyone knows that. Yeah, that's the only way. I mean, literally, it's only he, that, it's, it's, his, it's his Achilles heel. It's his ball sack. But yeah. you go back and look at it. Daniel Bryan got the advantage on him hitting him with a low blow. Seth Rollins hit him with a low blow. Undertaker hit him with a low blow. <laughs> you got to hit him with a low blow. It's the most yeah. obvious way, and it's an easy one. You know, he's an older guy now. He's pushing 60 now. He's probably over 60, maybe. A little ball shot like, like that. It's nice and easy. You don't have to – no physical what have you. He'll make it look good. It's perfect. Does he do it here, or does he do it at the Royal Rumble? Do they go one more one more match with these guys? Uh, I think this is like – I think they're trying to make this like a pretty big deal in terms of being a pay-per-view. Like uh, I think they're trying to grab some attention. There's now, you know, obvious competition in the air. And I, I think you're going to do something special here and try to get it, create a buzz. Does Brock win? And I think that's one way to, I think, I think Roman wins. Yeah. I don't think he loses his title, but yeah. If you have them have a rematch at Royal Rumble, then Brock could be a champion for like two weeks or three weeks, four weeks, whatever it would be. I could see that too. Yeah. And then Roman goes to, takes out 
Brock, but they usually don't like leaving that open-ended where they don't fight again. Like Brock's always going to want his revenge. So, yeah, I think Roman. I would go with that Roman as well. I hate to say it. Um, that means no title. We have no titles change yet at my end. You know what? I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar here. I think Brock's going to win it, and I think he loses it at Royal Rumble. Wow. You have a chance to go two matches up on me. Well, vice versa. I mean, I, to be honest with you, this Lesnar one is a fucking shot in the dark. Yeah. It's a real shot in the dark, because I don't think any either of us suspected Roman to predict Roman to lose this title anytime soon. And here I am predicting. I think it's a way for them to get a second pay-per-view match out of him. I can see them doing it. And then you have then you have Heyman turn on, on Lesnar there. But then he's going to want his revenge. I don't know. I think this is where the free agent thing kicks in. Yeah, exactly. He had to be a free agent for a reason. But how and does Brock Lesnar... But the question is, how does Lesnar? Yeah, how does Lesnar get done with Roman? How does he just get done with him? Like he's not going to deal with him. You know, like not sure they're going to do that yet. Because if Paul Heyman turns on Lesnar, Lesnar's got to get for some kind of revenge, or maybe Heyman does it and Roman walks out, but Heyman's still in their in the ring, and then Lesnar f fives Heyman, yeah, like at the payoff. I could see that. And that's how they finish. That's how the blow off is. So I'm going to stick with my Brock Lesnar pick. I know that's stupid. I'm just giving you purple nurple back. <laughs> Soon to be the purple rain. And I, damn, damn kid. But I picked the I picked the new day too. So I have picked both Bloodline members losing their titles. Or is it going to be a happy day? It's going to be a brand new happy day with Usos. <sighs> Wait a minute, you picked the new day? I don't know. See, now this is the thing. If I go against Roman, then it makes me double think my Usos pick. And then they start overthinking they're everything. They're definitely, yeah, they're definitely associated. I think they're definitely connected. I'm going to stick with my pick. I think Brock takes it. And I think it's going to be a bad day for the bloodline. It's going to be a bad day for the book. Terrible day. Worst day. Worst day, who's... They've been champ. They've been on top for a while. I think Lesnar's really over right now. He's performing really well. I think he's going to be there for a couple weeks. So I think it's a good thing. And then Lesnar might take a break and come back and fight Lashley in a couple of months. I don't know why I picked against Roman. But I did. Here we go. Epic. So day one picks are in the books. I'm an idiot. This is, see, Roman is now going to be what my Drew McIntyre was to you last year. And that was High Spots and Cheap Pops this week. Thank you so very much, folks. Please follow us on Spotify. Like us on Spotify. Share it. We're trying to talk some real smart, intelligent, professional wrestling business. We're talking about this boom that is happening in the professional wrestling business. Please subscribe to us on YouTube as well. High Spots and Cheap Pops Wrestling. HSCPWrestling.com is going to be dropping in just 20 days. We are 20 days away from the official High Spots G-Pops website. Check it out, folks. Thank you so much for listening. This is Silicon Steve Valley for Vladi Daddy. Does he like the party? We'll talk to you guys later.